CBS Sports Radio presents Eye on Fantasy Football. Tabara is in for the first time on this drive. He'll take the handoff running right, sprints into the second level, across the 40, 45, 50. Now inside Rams territory, along the sidelines at the 20, 15, 10, breaks a tackle at the 5, into the end zone. Wentz in the gun, Clement to the right, Wentz back, he steps up, he is firing, touchdown! Hurts a seventh touchdown of the year. First down, here's a pitch to the left. Kicks it down to the five. Fighting for the goal line. Touchdown, Bengals. That should be Coffin Nails. The Edwards punt, a low one. Play comes up, takes it on the run. 40, spin move to the 45, up the middle, 50. Cuts left, 45, 40, down the left sideline, 20, 10. (laughs) Kalen Clay takes it home. Second and 13 now for the Patriots. Backed up to the 50. Brady's in the gut. Burkett in the lineup to the left of the quarterback. Takes the snap. Bounce the pocket. As he throws left. Touchdown. Rob Gronkowski. His second of the day. In your face. Here are your hosts, Dave Richard and Heath Cummings. All right. If we're talking about Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon, Jordy Nelson, Cam Newton, Drew Brees, it's not 2013, it's week 13 in the world of fantasy football, and you've got a playoff spot to clinch in your league. This is Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Dave Richard. I'm here with Heath Cummings. We're senior fantasy writers with CBSSports.com, and we are coming to you live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studio. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Heath, Antonio Brown is known as one of the safest most reliable wide receivers in fantasy football. I could dish out percentages and numbers that could tell everybody everything that they need to know about just how great he's been. Everybody knows how great he's been. But he's questionable for the Monday night game against the Cincinnati Bengals. So I've got to ask you, if you've got Antonio Brown on your fantasy team, what are you doing heading into tonight, the last night that you can run waivers before games kick off on Sunday morning? Well, first off, I'm auto-refreshing Twitter and just hoping somebody gives me some insight into This is a nightmare scenario because you're talking about week 13. For many teams, it's win to get into the fantasy playoffs. Antonio Brown... We've both still got him number one in our wide receiver rankings because if he plays, he's number one. It's been that way for three years now, and it's a Monday night game. So the first thing I'm doing is seeing if the guy that owns Martavis Bryant dropped him once it was reported that Juju Smith-Schuster was back. Yep. Because Martavis lost most of his value with Juju coming back. And maybe they dropped him. If he's out there, go pick him up. Because if Antonio Brown doesn't play, that gives you an out on Monday night and allows you to leave him in your lineup. And if he's out... And Juju and Martavis are the only two wide receivers. I would expect Martavis Bryant to have a very – he's probably a top 25 wide receiver for us. He probably would be. And on the other side of that, if I know I'm playing against a guy who's got Antonio Brown on his fantasy team, I want to play keep away. And I'll go and pick up Martavis Bryant off the waiver wire. So everybody should go check and see if Bryant is out there. He's available in about half of CBS Sports League. So chances are he's going to be out there in your fantasy league. I wanted to to point out one other thing. There was a great article in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette about a rule Mike Tomlin has about practice and his players. And here's what it says. If they don't practice two days before the game, they almost never play. Now, that's a scary sentence to read, and maybe they make an exception for Brown, and they mention that in the article. But if you look at Mike Tomlin's track record, if a player doesn't practice before the game, guess what? He doesn't play in the game. I wonder if that's going to apply to Antonio Brown, and it makes me a little bit nervous. I'm going to come up with a couple of wide receivers to use in case you can't get Martavis Bryant off the waiver wire. But, Heath, what's your reaction to that? Do you think Brown still has a chance to play without practicing? It makes me nervous, but rules are not equal. Not in the NFL, not in the United States, not not in the world. 
Antonio Brown is not Jesse James. He's not Martavis Bryant. He's not a backup linebacker. He's Antonio Brown. So I don't think the same rules apply to him that that this has been applied to universally to everyone else so mm-hmm. far. So I don't I don't feel like he's been ruled out by any stretch of the imagination. That's why we still have number one. Corey Coleman, Seth Roberts, Marquise Goodwin. I'm not trying to make everybody hurl. Cordell Patterson, really, I'm not trying to make everybody feel bad. But these are some of the wide receivers that are, are available in more than 50% of CBS Sports League. You're going to be able to go to your waiver wire, see them out there. I'll give you another one, and this is one. I know Jamie Eisenberg from CBS Sports likes this guy. I don't know how you feel about him. Zay Jones of the Buffalo Bills. Do you think he's a sleeper for the Buffalo Bills? taking on uh, who's Buffalo got the Patriots they're gonna have to throw a lot aren't they yes I I think Zay Jones is absolutely a sleeper his target volume has actually been pretty remarkable all year long for a rookie now the first half of the season he didn't catch any of them so nobody noticed that he was getting a bunch of targets he started catching about 50 60 percent of those targets over the last three weeks that definitely gives him upside I think the question you have with Goodwin and Zay Jones if we've heard nothing at all about Antonio Brown I could understand putting them in your lineup and just saying I'm gonna miss out on Brown with the rest of those guys you said though is it really worth it? Even Corey Coleman? I I am very concerned about Corey Coleman and Josh Gordon this week. Well, it's Gordon's first week back. This is what we also need to talk about right. because if Antonio Brown is topic number one, Josh Gordon is topic number two because everywhere I've gone, everybody's asked me, what's Josh Gordon going to do? I picked him up four weeks ago. Now he's playing. I got to get him in my lineup, right? And I say wrong. This right. is a tough matchup for him. This is his first game in three NFL seasons, Heath Cummings. I don't know if I can trust Josh Gordon right away against a Chargers defense that's allowed one touchdown to wide receivers in their last five games. I mean, Gordon is a boom-bust type play. He could have a monster game. It wouldn't surprise anybody. He's an incredible talent. Both he and Coleman are extremely risky. You talked about it. This matchup against the Chargers is absolutely awful. They've been phenomenal in the past game. And then we don't know. Like these last two weeks, it's been pretty clear. Corey Coleman has been Deshaun Kaiser's guy. Mm -hmm. He's getting, I think he has 19 targets over the last two weeks. That's phenomenal. They've talked a lot this week about how good Josh Gordon looks, about how he's going to start, about how there's no limitations. So how many targets does Coleman get now? Six? How many is there for Gordon? Well, I'll tell you what. I think that this Browns offense is going to throw 35-plus times. It's what they do. I don't think they're going to build a lead with Isaiah Crowell running the ball in this game. I think all the targets are going to go to Gordon and Coleman at this point. I don't think don't forget got, about Duke Johnson. I, Duke Johnson will be third on that list, and he's a pretty good sleeper as well. But it's just it's funny to me to think that four weeks ago, if you had told me that Antonio Brown might not play, but <laughs> Josh Gordon will. I would go crazy. So we're going to talk a little bit more about other wide receivers, other running backs. For sure, we're going to talk about quarterbacks and tight ends, but we're also going to take your phone calls at 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. We want to help you set your lineups and feel great about your chances of winning in Week 13, get you into those fantasy playoffs, so we can all meet again next week and talk about what we're going to do in Week 14. So let's get to it on the phones. Let's start with Michael from Baltimore. Michael, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, my question is, um, I'm trying to prepare for next week since we're a week away, and I have, I'm really worried next week to play Ben Roethlisberger against the Ravens or Keith Canem against Carolina. I'm wondering if it's worth it to pick up Jameis Winston or Trevor Simeon off the, way, off the free agents because they're both playing at home. They've played at home uh, very well this season. Jameis is against Detroit. Uh, Trevor's against the Jets. And, um, you know, they're, they're both, uh, you know, if either like if they play well this weekend, is it worth taking a chance on them because I'm really scared of Ben or Case Keenum? 
I understand the trepidation, especially with Roethlisberger, and you know his track record against the Ravens isn't very good, and we don't know what the deal is with Antonio Brown. We've already spent plenty of time talking about that. But another guy that I'm a little concerned about is Jameis Winston because he's coming back from a shoulder injury. His offensive line lost its best two blockers, so the pressure is going to be on him. Nice matchup this week against Green Bay. If he does well in that matchup against the Packers, I think I am going to like him against Detroit next week. And I don't mind actually picking him up right now and dropping Case Keenum. I think it's worth the risk because even if Keenum does well this week, you're not starting him. You're starting Ben. This week, yes. And so... Although, hold on a second. Yes. Ben without Antonio Brown or Case Keenum? We're not going to know that, and I'm going to start Ben. If you know that, do you still go with Ben? I think I do because I'm not very high on Case Keenum this week. And I've just been a slow adapter to this whole Case Keenum is actually a good thing. Yeah, he's been coming around. 19 or more fantasy points in each of his last four. But if you're asking me in the fantasy playoffs, am I trusting Jameis or Case Keenum at Carolina? It's a really easy choice for me. I'm a little worried about him in this first game back. But next week at home against Detroit, who does not have a good defense, and his defense is so bad that we know opposing teams are going to score at a high level and keep him in passing situations. I'll tell you what. If I know that Roethlisberger doesn't have Antonio Brown, I don't want to use him this week. I don't want to use him against Baltimore next week. It sounds a little bit like fantasy suicide, but you can let him go. You pick up Winston. You start Keenum against Atlanta. And I don't necessarily hate Keenum at Carolina. I think that might be when the Cinderella slipper kind of falls off of him. It doesn't seem like the best game, but it is a matchup that dictates lots of passing. 855-212-4CBS if you want to get in. Let's go to David from Nolens. David, you're on Eye on Fantasy Football. Hey, guys. I'm in a full-point uh, PPR league, um, and I'm in an unenviable position of uh, being behind by 40 points right now. Um, I, I have three uh, Chargers players, uh, Gordon, uh, Allen, and Eckler. Uh, right now I'm starting uh, Thomas, um, Julio, and Cream Hunt. My question is, would it be the craziest thing in the world to substitute Eckler for Hunt, knowing that the Chargers may be killing the clock in the third or fourth quarter? It's not just that they're killing the clock in the third and fourth quarter, which is a possibility, but Austin Eckler is giving you nine fantasy points or more, and in each of his last three games he's given you that. But in two of those three, it's been way more. Well into the double digits, he's caught all of his targets over the last five weeks. I don't know if I love the idea of it would benching be the, It would Hunt, be the craziest thing in the world. But I'll say this. I spent time watching film on the Chiefs this week, Heath, and their offensive line issues are bad, and I don't think they get fixed against the Jets because they've got big guys up front. They've got great linebackers, and I think Kareem Hunt could be in for another tough game. The, the good thing I will say about Kareem Hunt, Sharkandrick West has already been ruled out of this game. He's missed two games this season, and we've seen Hunt play 75 to 80 percent of the snaps when West has been out. The last couple of weeks, we've only seen Hunt in on around 60 percent of the snaps. Maybe more importantly, West has gotten a, a, too many targets over the last couple of games when we've seen Hunt's work in the receiving game go down. I think he has an okay game here against the Jets. I'm not with my season on the line trusting Austin Eckler over somebody that we rightfully expect to get 18 touches. More importantly, he's down 40 points. He needs upside. Right. And Eckler's nice and fine, but Kareem Hunt has more upside than Austin Eckler. I think we can agree on that. Andrew is from Minnesota. Andrew joins us on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys. Playing in a uh, half-point PPR league. Currently in fourth. Uh, got a win to stay in the playoffs. Um, Lowest-scoring team of the top four. Don't know who to flex. Currently have Kyle Rudolph in there. Obviously, C.J. Anderson is a no-go. No. Uh, Darkwell, Eckler. 
Coleman. Uh, and I guess while I was waiting online, I did not know anything about Brown, but I do have Martavis Bryant stashed away. So I guess Martavis Bryant, Corey Coleman, Eckler, Amendola, Darkwa, I mean, Rudolph, I can't choose. I can't figure it out. I'm just trying to get in. Andrew, I'm sure you'd agree that if you knew that Antonio Brown was out, you would start Martavis Bryant knowing that there would be a big bump in targets for him. Coming from Absolutely. Roethlisberger, without yeah. his number one guy, it would make perfect sense to go with him. But if we learn before kickoff of those 1 p.m. games on Sunday that Antonio Brown is going to play, who do you pick from Rudolph, Eckler, Coleman? Orleans Dark was off the radar for me. I'm not ready to take him completely off the radar. No, I still... would take him off the radar here for sure. I would rather start him than C.J. Anderson. Yes. I would rather start him than Corey Coleman. I would not. For me, it really comes down to Darkwa, Eckler, and Rudolph. And I'm probably going to stay with where you have it. And this is even if, because you said, if we find out Antonio's not playing, you start Martavis. The most likely scenario is we're not going to find out anything before kickoff. We may get an inkling, but we're not going to know for sure. And you can't start Martavis with Kyle Rudolph as another option if we don't know if Antonio Brown's going to play. 855-212-4CBS is the number. Let's go to Keith. Keith is in New Jersey. He's talking about his PPR league on CBS Sports hey. Radio. Hey, uh, how you doing? This is uh, <clears throat> I need a one PPR flex uh, be- uh, out of uh, Devontae Parker, Zay Jones, or Jacquez Rogers. Need one. Yeah, I don't have a lot of faith in Jacquez Rogers at, not at all. all in this situation. I don't think he's going to get the passing down work because Charles Sims gets that. He's not going to get the short yardage work because Peyton Barber gets that. I'm staying away from him. I'm staying away from Devontae Parker. I'm going with Zay Jones. You like Zay Jones? I, I like Zay Jones. I like the targets that he's getting. I like the fact that his team's going to have to throw the ball a ton. Look, I love the targets that he's been getting. I hate the catch rate he's been delivering. It's below 50%. I think Devontae Parker's the way to go. That would be my vote, especially in a PPR league. His numbers have been better with Jay Cutler. Heath, when we come back on the other side, more phone calls, and let's talk about a little running back start and sit. This is Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Keep it here for more Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Now more Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Eye on Fantasy Football. Dave Richard, Heath Cummings, joining you until midnight. And we are talking about running backs after we spent a lot of time talking wide receivers in our first segment. And Heath, I'm going to confess something on the radio. I I do this for a living. I love fantasy football. I love the NFL. I play in a bunch of leagues. I started Samaj P. Ryan in many of my leagues. Very disappointed with the results because Dallas's run defense had been terrible. He only gave me six fantasy points. So I'm looking for running backs that I can feel good about going into battle with on Sunday. I'm looking for some starts, and I'm also looking for some sets at the position. And I'm wondering if we could each give one. I don't know who you're going to say. You don't know who I'm going to say. But let's make a case for two starts and two sits quickly at running back. Okay, I'll start. Go. Let's go with Kenyon Drake going up against a Dallas defense that is missing Denver defense. Denver defense. Denver. Denver. Miss, did Denver, if they were going Dallas, up against the Dallas defense, defense, he wouldn't do very well because that's who he P. Ryan would do went well. Up, yes. I don't know what happened with P. Ryan. But, yes, Denver's going to miss a pair of very important defensive linemen, and they've not been as good as we expected over the past couple of weeks anyway. Maybe more important, Damian Williams already ruled out of this game. The Dolphins don't have anyone else to give the ball to. Kenyon Drake should get high volume. He should be pretty efficient. 
I like him a lot this week. Another running back that I think is going to get high volume is Marshawn Lynch of the Oakland yep. Raiders. Talking about going back in time, Marshawn Lynch turned back the clock last week, 29 touches, 111 yards and a touchdown, and he did it because Michael Crabtree kicked out of the game against Denver. Amari Cooper hurt in the first half, and so the Raiders really didn't have much of a choice. They could let Derek Carr throw it around, but the wide receivers may not have been as prepared as they could be this week. I don't think it matters. They're taking on a Giants team. Defense is depleted. Offense is going to put the defense in bad shape. And I think Marshawn Lynch at home is an amazing start this week. Got him in my top 15. Kind of want to put him into my top 12, to be honest with you. I think he has a big game, maybe even a better game than what we saw last week for the Raiders. All right, a sit running back. Who you got? You know, you could get Marshawn in your top 12 if you just swap him and Samaj P. Ryan. We could just all do that and act like we can all pretend pretend. that Samaj (laughs) P. Ryan didn't have his game, didn't exist. Forget about it. Get him out of there. Put Marshawn in. I wish I could. I am staying as far away from Jay Ajayi as possible. I... It seems pretty clear to me that the Eagles are saving Ajayi for the playoffs. Nothing else makes sense because he is stuck in that single-digit carry area. He's behind LeGarrette Blunt right now. I'd rather start LeGarrette Blunt this week, and I don't really want to start any Eagles running backs against the Seattle defense. The Seattle defense, the secondary is very beat up. They, you can attack their secondary right now. That run defense has been amazing over the last month. I agree with you on that one. I really want to stay away from all Eagles, and I do like Blunt better if I had to pick one. And if I had to pick a Titans running back, it would be Derrick Henry because I am going to say to sit DeMarco Murray. He's been terrible. He has not looked the part of a capable running back. Very touchdown dependent, and even when he scores – doesn't guarantee that he's going to give you double digits in fantasy points. PPR leagues, I understand. I think he'll be okay. But in standard leagues against Houston, I think their run defense turns around this week and does a lot better than we saw against Baltimore last week. I think DeMarco Murray will be a bust in week 13. Let's hit those phone calls. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. Let's help people win their fantasy leagues. In week 13, let's head out to Texas. Ernest. It wouldn't be a Saturday night without you, buddy. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys. Thanks for so much for taking my call. Uh, just got, well, I'm dealing with that Antonio Brown uh, situation now, so I got a question about this. Uh, normally, I would start Antonio Brown and Michael Crabtree, but we know Crabtree's going to be out because he's suspended. So I was able to pick up Patterson, and I do have Martavis Bryant. So I guess one a question is, do I go right now just have Martavis and Patterson in the starting lineups, and if Antonio does start, just swap uh, swap them out right there for for Bryant over uh, Brown there. Thanks, guys. Half point PPR. Dilly dilly. <laughs> dilly dilly. Heath, what are you thinking on this one? Yeah, I mean, if those are your three options, that's the only thing that makes sense. Is you've got one lineup spot where Patterson is plugged in. You're going to start Patterson, and you're going to hope and hope and hope that Antonio Brown plays. But at least you've got some insurance there in case he doesn't. I don't think you want to start both Bryant and Brown because then you may be stuck in a position where Martavis Bryant's your only wide receiver. And what happens? And this is just a terrible thought that just popped into my head. What happens if Antonio Brown starts, aggravates the injury, and is out for the game? Now you've only got Martavis Bryant that's, going. That's so. a risk you have to take. I, I, but the upside might be with Cordell Patterson. I agree with you. Let's keep banging out those phone calls. Let's go to Atlanta. Spencer, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Spencer, talk to me. Spencer's history. Let's move on to Hugh from Portland. Hugh, what's going on tonight? Hi, uh, PPR League. Let me preface this by saying I'm already 27 points down thanks to, I think it's Anthony Hitchens of the Cowboys. If wow. I don't win this week, I'm probably out of the playoffs. So 
my two questions are for the flex. I've got Jarek McKinnon, I got Marquise Lee, and uh, the running back for the, the Giants, Darkwaugh. So I've got a question on that. And my other question is I've got uh, Big Ben and i got Jared Goff. The problem being I'm playing someone else that uh, has Antonio Brown. So I'm worried if, if Brown does play and I play Ben, I'm kind of trading points. And I'm thinking maybe Goff might be the better play. I, I hear where you're coming from on that. I never like to set my lineup based on what other teams are doing. I might try and steal a player away, i.e. if the other guy's got Brown and I can get Martavis Bryant right now off the waiver wire, I'll do that. I've got Ben ranked higher, but that's if Antonio Brown plays. I would take him ahead of Goff, but if Antonio Brown's out, hey, Goff is going to be my quarterback all the way. I don't know if you have a certain lean, Heath, at taking Goff over Ben regardless. I actually have Goff ranked ahead of Ben whether even if Antonio Brown plays, and it's a strange situation. It's, it's tough to trust Ben on the road because we have three, four years of evidence of what he looks like on the road, but it's tough to sit him after the last two weeks as well because he's been the best quarterback in fantasy. I just trust Goff more right now, which is not something I ever thought I'd be saying come into the year. And last week we didn't see a lot of targets from Marquise Lee of the Jaguars, but in the three games prior he averaged over 10 per game. He's going to get a lot of catches. I think he's the safest and also has the most upside of the three guys Hugh mentioned. So start Lee over McKinnon and Darkwa. 855-212-4CBS. If you've got a fantasy football question, maybe you've never even heard of fantasy football. I don't know who out there hasn't heard of fantasy football, but if you haven't heard of it, you should call in and we'll talk about it. We're going to talk about it now with Mark, who has heard of fantasy football. Mark, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, so given uh, I have uh, uh, um, a question about Juju. Sure. Uh, so would you think uh, uh, Golden Tate uh, for uh, Juju to play Monday, or would you play uh, Golden Tate? Close call between those two. I've got him ranked back-to-back, and I've got Tate one spot ahead against Baltimore Heath. Yeah, I actually like Juju just a little bit more, So, and I'd like him a lot more, a whole lot more, if Antonio Brown sat out. So, if listen, if we find out for sure, that Antonio Brown's playing, I think it's a coin toss. But if Antonio Brown is up in the air, then the upside with Juju Smith-Schuster is just so sky high that I'd probably start Juju. Let's go to Dave from Wisconsin. Dave, what can we help you with tonight? Hey, I didn't want to hear Marquis Lee having a good game tomorrow. I'll play it against him. I hope he breaks a leg or something. No, we don't want to. Hold on. We don't want to start off like that and say against him. But let's, hope, let's hope somehow on his way in uh, to, yeah. to the facility, he, he, he wins a trip to Hawaii or something. I got a problem with AJ Green and Baldwin here. So you know, so I have them both leagues. You know, so I mean, Green would you have a, a receiver to flex? You know, Alex Jones, Stephen Diggs, and Zay Jones, and then the other one you have Baldwin and, and Green and kind of Zay Jones. I'm trying to figure out how you know, do I play Green and Baldwin over Jones, or you know, maybe maybe Alex Collins and and uh, Zay Jones and a combination of Stephen Diggs. Can't figure out AJ Green was killed me in Baldwin the last couple of weeks. I need help. Thanks, guys. You got it, Dave. I, I don't know how I tell somebody to sit A.J. Green and Doug Baldwin, but I do like the other options Dave has. Alex Collins, the start of the week on CBS Sports, going up against Detroit. They've allowed nine touchdowns. to Actually, check that, 11 touchdowns to running backs in their last six games. I, I can't do it, though. I, no. I know what A.J. Green's going up against. I know his track record is both very good and very bad against Pittsburgh. I've still got to go with the upside of A.J. Green. Now, the impression I had was he had two spots there. He had A.J. Green, Doug Baldwin, and Alex Collins, and he just needs to sit one of those guys. If that's the case, I would start Collins over Baldwin. 
I also like Stephon Diggs this week. Just want to put it out there that I think his matchup gets a lot better in Atlanta. But behind all those guys, right? He's behind Green Baldwin and Collins. That's absolutely right. And now back to Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. When it gets cold out there, your vehicle needs some extra attention. And O'Reilly Auto Parts has the parts you need to keep your vehicle in fighting shape for the cold weather ahead. From choosing the right antifreeze for your engine to replacing your windshield wiper blades. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. This is Ion Fantasy Football. This is CBS Sports Radio. I'm Dave Richard, joined by Heath Cummings. We're senior fantasy writers for CBSSports.com. We really do this for a living. Fantasy football is what we're all about. Heath, tight end is an important position. Give me a start and a sit for you in week 13 at tight end. I'll make it easy and just stay in the same game, Dave. Jared Cook, we've trusted him before. It hasn't necessarily worked out well, but he has everything working for him this week. Michael Crabtree, gone. Amari Cooper, gone. The Giants give up touchdowns to almost every tight end they face. Jared Cook should be awesome this week. He's top six for me. Evan Ingram's been a lot better than him this year, but Evan Ingram has Sterling Shepard back. He has Geno Smith as his quarterback. I have no interest in starting Evan Ingram this week. All right, so starting Jared Cook over on Evan Ingram, I think that that's a no-brainer. What about Greg Olson? Because he only played a half last week, and he missed so much time. If I'm debating between Greg Olson and Evan Ingram, who should I start? See, I actually – I thought I needed two of these. Greg Olson was one of the other guys I wanted to sit. He's not in my top 12 tight ends as much as I like him, but I would still start him over Evan Ingram this week. I think one half of Greg Olson is better than four quarters of catching balls from Geno Smith. I'm with you on Olson over Ingram, but I kind of like Greg Olson. I think that he has a chance to make a difference in this game. It seems like he's ready to play, and we know the Saints have allowed a bunch of touchdowns over their last five games. All right. Let's help people win their fantasy leagues. 855-212-4227. That's the number you need if you want to call and get in and help yourself. Beat your friends, your coworkers, your family. No one likes to let them win fantasy. You want to win in fantasy. And let's start with Scott in Baltimore. Scott, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys. How you doing? I don't want to outsmart myself. Um, I picked up Aaron Rodgers on waivers uh, three weeks ago just because I didn't want anybody else to have him. Sure. Um, I have Drew Brees. I've already made it to my um, um, won my division, so I get a bye. So in week 15, I'm going to start Brees because he's playing the Jets, and Rodgers would it'd be his first week back, and he's playing Carolina. But in week 16, do you put Rodgers in if he looks good in week 15 against Minnesota, or do you go with Brees against Atlanta? I can't even begin to tell you how much I don't like. I, I, it makes me nervous to look that far ahead, Scott. This is fantasy football. Things can change on a dime, and I just don't know if I'm willing to say right here, right now, December 2nd, 10.42 p.m. on the Eastern Seaboard, that Aaron Rodgers is going to be a better start than Drew Brees three weeks from now. I don't know what he's going to look like. I don't know if he's even going to come back, but I like the fact that you picked him up. Yep. And I know that Aaron Rodgers is still out there in plenty of leagues. And if you're ticketed to the playoffs or if you think you've got the stuff to make it to the playoffs and you don't love your quarterback situation, maybe you're starting Case Keenum, Josh McCown, Tyrod Taylor. could be a number of guys that you picked up, you plunked into your lineup. I think having Aaron Rodgers on your bench ready to go for a possible Week 15 return is a great idea. And I'll tell you what, when he comes back in Week 15, 
I might take him ahead of Drew Brees because I haven't loved what I've seen. I've liked a lot of what Drew Brees has done, but I don't know if I love everything that I've seen from Drew Brees. So Aaron Rodgers, if he's out there, do a double check, just like he does a double check, you know, in the commercials. Aaron Rodgers is someone that should be on fantasy rosters, not on the fantasy waiver wire. Let's keep it going with Joel from Cleveland. Joel, you're on Eye on Fantasy Football. Hey, don't feel so bad. I think about 90% of us started P. Ryan after the last couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what. So I, it, it's my it, philosophy of Thursday night players. Don't, it, don't, I hate playing anybody on Thursday. I hear you on that, but I know that Thursday typically is a short week. It wasn't for these guys because they already had their short week game on Thanksgiving. They had a full week's worth of rest. And I just thought I thought that game would go completely different than it did. You know, I, I'm the one who was fooled, I guess, Joel. Uh, it just shows you how screwed up Thursday is. Dallas all of a sudden looks world beaters. Yeah, they anyway, did look good. Being a veteran of fantasy, I'll take the points. Can't take the chance. And let, this is like the final week, okay, guys, yeah. for the playoffs. I don't know if he's going to bring uh, Aaron Rodgers in for the championship match. Good luck if he makes it that far. Yeah, no but kidding. Anyway, I got Coleman, I got and I got Gordon, and I got D.D. Westbrook. Cups my starter. The other two guys, I can't. I'm not taking a chance, Antonio. So I'll make my decision tomorrow and start those two guys. Which guys do you like out of those three? Coleman, Gordon, or Didi? Okay, so I don't know if I'm ready to go with Didi Westbrook. I, I I haven't seen anything good from him since the preseason, and even then, it was really limited. So he's out for me. So it comes down to picking your favorite Browns wide receiver, Heath. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm ready to say completely that he's out, but I would start Corey Coleman over the other two. I just. Coleman's had a two-week head start on Josh Gordon in terms of building rapport with Deshaun Kaiser. And this is Gordon's first week back. As much as Hugh Jackson can say he's in great shape, he's going to start, I would be really surprised if he plays a full complement of snaps. I'll tell you one thing. I, I don't know what to expect from Josh Gordon. I have talked to friends of mine who are in Cleveland on the ground there. They've seen him practice. They say he looks great. They say Deshaun Kaiser loves throwing to him. There's a part of me, there's a small part of me that says, oh, let's put him in lineups because we know what his potential is. But I also want to caution everybody, the last time he came back from a suspension, he had one pretty nice game, eight catches for 120 yards. Everything after that was a bust, and no one really enjoyed seeing Josh Gordon then. I hope he comes back and he plays well. I think the safest play is going with Corey Coleman, just like you said. 855-212-4227 is the number. Got a fantasy question? Call us. Ask us it. That's what Chris did. Chris is in Illinois, and now he's on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys. I have Carson Wentz in three leagues, and in one of them I also have Jared Goff. And I'm wondering if I could play Goff so I'm not putting all the eggs in one basket, or should I ride with Wentz in all three? And is Gremlins a Christmas movie? Gremlins is absolutely 100% a Christmas movie. There's no question about it. It all comes about because of a Christmas present. You could not have the movie without the present. Well said. That's easy. That's easy. And I kind of like this line of thinking. We all have Carson Wentz ranked ahead of Jared Goff. But this is kind of like a a DFS-type thought. You play three lineups on FanDuel this week. You're not going to play the same lineup in all of them. You want to diversify a little bit. You don't want to get crushed. If you were in a situation where you must win to get into the playoffs in all three of those leagues, I might consider starting Jared Goff over Carson Wentz in one of them just because Carson Wentz is going to Seattle. That's a difficult environment. We've seen quarterbacks put up duds in those situations. But as a rule, I like Wentz over Goff. I like starting my best players in my lineup every single time, Heath, and I don't like I, – I can't look at one lineup and have it – 
settle a decision in another lineup. And I, I know, I know that Carson saying. Wentz. Carson Wentz has been the better fantasy quarterback than Jared Goff almost all season long. There's no way that I would get away from him. And I know, you're yes, expressing it means, a level of certainty yes. that does not exist in fantasy. Football. And then what happens if Carson Wentz goes out there and he has a great game? Boom! I win the playoffs in, in all three. I win the playoffs in two leagues. Let me then. let That's me great. also tell you something else. But I want to be in the playoffs in all three. I'm greedy. I want to win my fantasy. I understand. Leagues. I can't let some guy down the street beat me in my league because I started Jared Goff ahead of Carson Wentz. I, that would that you know what that. That would that would teach me a life lesson. You know what teaches me a life lesson forget. is losing all three games and missing the fantasy playoffs. And there's other one other thing. Wentz could have a great game, and guess what? I could still lose all three of my fantasy games. That's so true. hopefully that's not the case. But I would go with Wentz all the way. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. That was an interesting question. Let's see what Kenny from California's got as he joins us on CBS Sports Radio. All right, I need to pick two running backs PPR league. Right now I got a Jahi Corral in. He told me not to play a jaw. He said, he said sit him. By bench, you got Coleman, Powell, and McKissick in uh, Seattle. Wow, Kenny, I bet you've had better days at running back. Um, look, I, I, I will vouch and stump for Tevin Coleman, who I think is still going to be the better running back between him and Devontae Freeman this week. Freeman coming back from a concussion. It's his second one suffered of the year. He missed a couple of games. And I thought Tevin Goldman played okay. I know he's going to split, but these two were splitting the ball pretty evenly. They're all going to split. Before, yeah, all these guys are pretty much going to split. But Coleman, I think, has earned a little bit more playing time. And with Freeman coming back from a concussion, I know they're going to play him a lot, and certainly in passing situations. But I think Tevin Coleman will be okay here. So I don't mind going with Coleman, and I would pair him with Isaiah Crowell. I would sit Jay Ajayi because I just don't know how much work he's going to get. Yeah, I'm going to go with Coleman and Crowell as well. No chance on J.D. McKissick, who, who we've liked a lot in Seattle, but no. I just don't see him no. uh, being the guy. All right, let's keep it going on those phones. Jay is in New Jersey. Jay, what's happening? Hey, what's good, guys? So I'm in a standard league. I need to start uh, one out of um, uh, Dontrell Inman, Devontae Parker, um, uh, Patterson from the Raiders mm-hmm. and Isaiah Jones. Also, uh, Wilson or Rivers this weekend. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome, Jay. I'm going to say Rivers over Wilson. Yep. I, Wilson's at home. Usually at home, he's cash money, and he's still a top five quarterback. But Philip Rivers has been pretty good lately. He's at home. He's against Cleveland. I can't run away from that. I think he's the way to go. But those wide receivers, Heath, Dontrell Inman, Zay Jones, Cordero Patterson, Devontae Freeman, catches don't count. you got to start one. Are you going to go with Zay Jones? I am not. I am going to go with Dontrell Inman, who's a borderline top 25 wide receiver for me. Wow. He's been back. He's been in Chicago for three weeks. He's at an eight, five, and nine targets in those three weeks. He has a very good matchup against a bad San Francisco 49ers defense. He's got at least six fantasy points in two of those three weeks, and that's without scoring a touchdown yet. I think Inman gets into the end zone and gets over 60 yards. I think that is a very bold call, my friend, but I am going to differ. Jay's got a tough call to make. Devontae Parker with Jay Cutler. Not a situation that's much better than Dottrell Inman's, but I've seen Parker do it before. I've seen him play halfway decent, whether it's a garbage-time touchdown or getting 80 or 90 yards. I think he's got the most upside of this group. That's the one that I would trust. 855-212-4CBS. Call us up. Tell us your fantasies. That's what we do, except it's fantasy football. Come on, get your mind out of, you know, wherever it was. Jesse's in Maryland. Jesse, what's going on? Dave, man, really enjoy listening to you on the Junkies. Glad to talk to you today. And, Thank you. Uh, love listening to you on uh, on the podcast. So awesome, uh, glad thanks. to be on tonight. 
Um, I got a stat question. So I'm playing Zay Jones tomorrow and Juju Smith-Schuster. I need to know, am I going to go Big Ben or am I going to go Tyrod? you got to go Big Ben in this situation. I, we're a little scared of him on the road, but we're not scared enough on the road of him to take him out of our top eight quarterbacks. And i got to ask this question just because i got to. We know what's going on with Antonio Brown and the chance that he could miss the game on Monday. If we don't know his status, sticking with ben. you're sticking with Ben over Tyrod? Yep. I think I would, too. I'm not the biggest Tyrod Taylor guy this week. I think he's going to struggle against New England. He doesn't have a great track record in his last three against them. And I think this Patriots defense is starting to come together. Poor Jesse's starting two rookie wide receivers this week. I bet he never he's thought be okay, I think. that would be happening. You, th- you seem very confident in Zay Jones in Buffalo. I don't share it. I do like Juju Smith-Schuster, and if Antonio Brown's gone, I really like Juju. I think he'll see a big-time uptick in targets. That's what's going on with the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Kenny is also in Pittsburgh, and Kenny's got a wide receiver question for us on Eye on Fantasy Football. All right, I need to start three of them. Adam Thielen, Robbie Anderson, Devontae Adams, Larry Fitzgerald, Juju, or Demarius Thomas. Okay, that was a lot of names in a hurry, but I, I know I heard some that I really I, like I heard the first three, and I just stopped writing because yep. those are the guys that I like. Adam Thielen, too hot to sit. I don't love his matchup. I just like it against Atlanta. Robbie Anderson's been red hot, scoring lots of touchdowns. And Devontae Adams for Green Bay, he's been red hot too, Heath. Yep. What are you thinking about Devontae Adams against Tampa Bay? He's a top six, top seven wide receiver. This is a an outstanding matchup. He's easily Brett Hundley's favorite target, and Hundley really looked like he started to figure things out last week. Heath, you and I have not really gotten into quarterbacks going into week 13. We've talked a little bit about Carson Wentz. We had that interesting call. Tyrod Taylor, another guy that we're not sure of. Jameis, we opened the show. We mentioned him a little bit. Let's spend the top of the second hour going over quarterbacks, maybe a quick run through through our top 12 and see who we really like and who we can really count on to help us dominate in fantasy football in week th- week 13. And everybody listening out there, keep listening, keep calling us up 855-212-4227. Heath Cummings, Dave Richard, Eye on Fantasy Football, a lot more ahead on this Saturday night. You're listening to CBS Sports Radio's Eye on Fantasy Football. All right, everybody. It's hour two of Eye on Fantasy Football here on CBS Sports Radio. In about 13 hours, week 13 will pick up again, kicking off. In about 12 hours, you're going to have fantasy football today coming at you live here through the same cbs sports radio stations but we're in the here and now baby and we're here to help you win your leagues in week 13 who are we we're dave richard and heath Cummings. say hi heath hi there he is we're cbs sports fantasy football writers and we are coming to you live from the o'reilly auto parts studio o'reilly auto parts better parts better prices every day heath you and i rank lots of things one of those things happen to be quarterbacks let's take a quick run through through our top 12 at quarterback Keith just real quick your top three and then we'll move on from there uh Brady Rivers and Wilson I don't even think we have anything to argue about here. I really don't think we do although there is a name missing that's Carson Wentz I've got him higher than Rivers and Wilson I love what I've seen from him and the matchup at Seattle does not bother me that much we've seen him take on tough matchups before and he's come out looking great I'm still starting him in my fantasy if, if the game was at Philadelphia I would have Wentz at three Wilson at four as it is I have Wilson at three Wentz at four and then Cam at five and we had Kirk Cousins at six. We'll just not talk about that. We don't have to talk about Kirk. And he was <laughs> higher for me. Uh, Cam Newton's at six for me, too. 
do you have any trepidation with the matchup, knowing that Ken Crawley, one of the best cornerbacks for New Orleans, is back? Marshawn Lattimore might play as well. And this Saints defense really has been better this year than it's been the past couple of seasons that Cam has taken them on. Yeah, I would say trepidation starts at number five with Cam Newton, and it just gets grows and grows and grows as we move through the rankings. I've got Jared Goff number seven. He's on the road at Arizona, though. Ben Roethlisberger on the road at Cincinnati. And then Drew Brees. Listen, the difference between Cam and Brees is not that great, but I expect Cam Newton to have more rush plus pass attempts in this game than Brees does. I've got Cam ahead of Brees as well, but I've got Brees ahead of Roethlisberger, Goff. Those three, they're, they're kind of in the same boat for me. I don't know how high the ceiling is for them, but the one edge that I will give Drew Brees is that he will have to throw a lot against Carolina. Case Keenum is my number 10 quarterback. I think he is a top 10 quarterback, barely, but he makes it there this week against Atlanta. We know that that pass defense isn't going to be at 100%, and we know that Case Keenum has been playing electric football. Where do you have Keenum ranked? Uh, I've got Keenum at 19, so this is where the arguing is going to start. I wow. think the guy I have at 10, you might have at 19, and that's Brett Hundley at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't mind Hundley because I think this is a great spot for Green Bay, desperate for a win. Tampa Bay's pass rush is terrible. Defense overall is not that good. Their offensive line's in bad shape. I think Brett Hundley has a good game. I do have him 15. Let me just run through the rest of my top 12. Keenum, 10. Josh McCown, 11. Matthew Stafford's at 12. That's the one guy I'm a little bit shaky on. I could see myself moving him down before Sunday. Who's your 10 through 12? I've got Hundley at 10, Tyrod Taylor at 11. We've argued about him all week. And Josh McCown at 12, so really not a whole lot of difference there. I have Stafford all the way down at number 20. I'm terrified of this Baltimore defense. And I'll just tell you, a couple of names that we don't have in our top 12, this is collectively Derek Carr, not there for us. He's missing his top two wide receivers. That makes sense. Alex Smith has been missing talent. He just hasn't been good lately. No chance you should start him and feel good good about it but I'll give you a sleeper that's not in our top 12 uh, and not in our top 15 but Jimmy Garoppolo playing at Chicago kind of an interesting debut for him with the 49ers doesn't have a lot of great talent around him I don't know if I'm ready to trust him this week, but he's got Houston next week. Could you make the argument to stash Jimmy Garoppolo? I, I don't dislike that argument, but the guy that I do like in this spot is playing Houston this week, and that's Marcus Mariota. I think he's the best sleeper we haven't talked about yet. And I just have him at 16. I keep wanting to move him up and up and up. I know he hasn't been very good lately. He had some terribly difficult matchups over a three-week stretch, and he was okay against them. He was a borderline top 12 guy. He was awful last week. If he gets Rashard Matthews back on Sunday morning, we find out Matthews is playing Mariota may move into my top 12. That's an interesting call. That's a bold call to say that he's going to be in your top 12. Now, if you're listening, you've got a quarterback question, you've got a fantasy question, we're here for you. Call us up, 855-212-4227. We'll help you out like we're going to do right now with Ken from Michigan. Ken, welcome to CBS Sports Radio. Ken, what's going on? Um, I got Mervyn Jones, and I'm worried about uh, the matchup with uh, with the Ravens, and I picked up uh, Randall Cobb. Should I start Cobb over him or just stick with uh, Marvin? Let me tell you something. I was nervous about Marvin Jones last week. He was going up against Minnesota. It was a short week. He was at home. didn't really matter to me. I knew that he'd see a lot of Xavier Rhodes in coverage. The dude scored two touchdowns. One of the touchdowns was against two defenders literally within inches of his body, of his frame, and he still caught the ball, ran into the end zone. He's been playing out of his mind. I think the Lions are going to have to throw at least 40 times in this game against the Ravens because they can't run the ball worth a lick. Matthew Stafford might worry Heath. He doesn't worry me because I think he'll get volume. He'll produce because of it. And I think Marvin Jones is his number one target. 
and we haven't seen this Ravens defense play against great quarterbacks lately. I wonder if this is going to be a pretty big test for them against Stafford. I will say that they've struggled just a little bit with number one wide receivers lately. DeAndre I mean, you Hopkins, saw Hopkins last week. Seven right? for 125 against them. Uh, even Devontae Adams, eight for 126. So Jimmy Smith has had a little bit of trouble covering the number ones here recently. I'm okay with Marvin Jones, the low end number two. That's higher than I have Randall Cobb. I understand the nervousness about him, though. It is a tough number matchup for one. the Lions when they play against Baltimore. Let's see what Earl from Baltimore has to say with his fantasy team. Week 13's got to be a big one for you, Earl. Yeah, I got uh, three running backs. I got to pick two of them in a standard scoring league. Marshall Lynch, Devontae Freeman, or Deion Lewis. This is really tough. I, we're both going to say definitely start Marshawn Lynch, so that's the easy one. Got to love his opportunity here against a bad Giants it defense. It gets a little bit tricky with Deion Lewis and Devontae Freeman because we're a little scared about Devontae Freeman because we know he's going to share work with Devin Coleman. But we absolutely, without a doubt, know that Deion Lewis is going to share work with Rex Burkhead and a little bit with James White as well. I have Deion Lewis 18, Devontae Freeman 20. They're very, very close. I do think there may be a little bit more upside there with Freeman. 855-212-4CBS is the number. Chris from Florida called the number. Chris, what's happening? Chris? You guys there? Hey, there you are. Sorry about that. I tried to take you on Bluetooth real quick. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. I got two quick questions for you. Um, Roethlisberger over Breeze, at quarterback, and then I've got Funches and Juju at my flex. What do you guys recommend? I'll take the quarterback question, Heath. I'll ask you Funches and Juju in a second, but I'm going to go with Drew Brees. I like the matchup a little bit better for him. It's not a divi- Well, it is a divisional matchup for him, just as it is for Roethlisberger, but Roethlisberger on the road, questions about Antonio Brown, his, his effectiveness. They're out there at this point. Drew Brees just seems a little bit safer, and then he's playing at home. That's usually a good thing for Drew Brees. All right, Heath, Devin Funches, Juju Smith-Schuster, you got to pick one. There's a lot of S's in their names. Which one do you like better? Both of these questions have to do with whether Antonio Brown plays or not, but I cannot sit Devin Funches rest right now. You look at his last couple of games, 592 and two touchdowns, seven for 108 against the Jets. He has, when he's been on the field and Kelvin Benjamin's either not been a Panther or been hurt, Funches has been clearly Cam's number one target. I expect him to have a good day against the Saints. The only scenario that I see where I would start Juju over Funches is if both Crawley and Marshawn Lattimore are active for New Orleans and Antonio Brown is out. And yep. we have to know all that before the 1 p.m. kickoff. Otherwise, I'm going with Funches all the way. 855-212-4227 is the number. Give us a call. Travis, you are now on Eye on Fantasy Football. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Thanks for taking my call. You are very welcome, Travis. What's happening? Hey, um, well, I'm not in as much trouble. I'm on a six-game winning streak due to Brady, Cooks, Kamara, and Jimmy Graham. But Okay, hold on. Uh, stop right. You're bragging now, Travis. You called up to brag about your team. You <laughs> did it. It's I need done. To finish it off. I need to finish it off and take first seed. So, um it's a three receiver, two running back league, standard league, no flex, but I just need one receiver and one uh, one running back. So I got Cooper Cup, Golden Tate, and Kenny Stills for the wide receivers, yep. and uh, Tariq Cohen, Jaquiz Rogers, and LeGarrette Blunt, which I'm a diehard Seahawks fan, so that's that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Well, I I wish you could start two wide receivers because Cup and Tate are two guys that I think belong 
in starting lineups this week. But believe it or not, I'm going to go with Cooper Cup over Golden I agree. State because of the matchup against Arizona, because we don't expect him to see shut down cornerback Patrick Peterson. I think Cup could be in line for a big game. Here's a tricky scenario. Heath, I'm going to put you on the spot. Can you think of a running back that might be on the waiver wire in Travis's league that you could pick up and dump Jacquez Rogers for and start this week? Now, keep in mind, he had to have picked up Jacquez Rogers already. I don't know if there's uh, if you feel even any good about Corey Clement. Probably not. No, no, you still got Peyton Barber. I don't. If you picked up Quiz, you're not going after Peyton right. Barber. He's probably stuck picking from Cohen, Quiz, and Blunt. And that's an easy decision for me. I'm going with Legarrette Blunt. I don't like the matchup, but I still we've seen no evidence to suggest that his history of this season, where he's going to get somewhere between 12 and 15 carries, is going to change this week. So if he's getting 12 to 15 touches. That might be more than the other two guys combined. I'll go with Jacquez Rogers. I know he's going to get around 10, 15 carries. Tampa Bay is going to need him to give them some sort of rushing presence. I don't know if he's got any better shot of scoring than LeGarrette Blunt or Tariq Cohen. Cohen might be the most fun, but he's also got the biggest risk. He might leave you with only 10 yards, something like that. I don't know if you want that, Travis. Although the rest of your team is pretty stacked, it's probably not going to make a difference. The number is 855-212-4227. You're listening to Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Let's go to David. My parents named me David 41 years ago, and now you're on CBS Sports Radio talking to me. What's up, David? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I need two running backs in a standard league. I got Carlos Hyde, Tevin Coleman, Marshawn Lynch, and Amir Abdullah. Thanks. No problem, David. And this is an easy one for me. I like Carlos Hyde, the opportunities that he's going to have. He's been having them all season long. Last week wasn't great for him. Taking on Chicago, that passing game could be better, could open things up for him uh, running the football. And we've talked already about Marshawn Lynch a bunch of times, Heath. I'm sure you agree that Marshawn Lynch should be in line for a nice workload. It's getting late in the season. You know that the Raiders are making a playoff run. Why not lean on beast mode to help them bring home a win against the Giants? No question at all. This is the one of the easier ones we've gotten, on it, and I'm glad. It's it's nice to have an easy one every once in a while. Amir Abdullah was actually going to be another one of the guys I was going to say sit. I have him one spot behind Jay Ajayi this week. Yeah, Ter- terrible match. I don't want, and, and he's not at 100 percent either. So Amir Abdullah it would surprise the pants off of me if he had a big game. And trust me, you don't want to see me looking like that. All right, eight five five two one two. Four CBS is the number. Let's hit up Jamie from South Carolina. Jamie, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys. Um, I'm in the PPR league. I need uh, two spots filled. I need a running back and a flex. And I've got uh, Jay Ajayi, Jeremy, Jeremy Macklin, Frank Gore, and Derek Henry. Thanks. Heath? Yeah, that's, this is this – I'm is, giving you this one because no, I don't want any piece of it. I mean – Listen, I'm going to say that I feel like this is pretty easy for me to make the decision, but there there's a lot of risk with all four of these guys. I'm actually going to go with Frank Gore and Derrick Henry. I don't like Henry as much as you do this week, Dave, but I do think that the Titans are going to win this game, and in games the Titans have been ahead in the fourth quarter, what they've done is feed Derrick Henry. That's what I'd expect in this game. And then we've been trying to write Frank Gore off for the past six weeks We've been trying to say, you know, they're going to go to Marlon Mack and start giving him more touches, and they just keep giving the ball to Frank Gore 16, 17 times. And the thing I've heard the most over the last three weeks is the narrative that, well, yeah, but they're going to be chasing the score this game, and when they're chasing the score, Marlon Mack's better. They haven't been chasing the score, and they've been playing against decent teams. 
I'm going to go with Gore and Henry. I'm going to go with Henry, too, but it's a PPR league. I think Macklin has a better chance to bounce back. I like his matchup a little bit better than Frank Gore's. I don't know if Gore's going to catch the ball that much, but we do agree on Derrick Henry, and I like Derrick Henry better than DeMarco Murray for what it's worth. All right, one more call before we get to the break here on Ion Fantasy Football. Let's go to David. David is in Pennsylvania, and he's on CBS Sports Radio. Good evening, gentlemen. How are we doing this evening? I am doing great, David. You? Great. Well, Dave, I'm doing great. Dave, you've given me good advice in, in the past, so uh, I'm coming to you again. Uh, it's a non-PPR league. Uh, final week, I'm already down because my opponent started Alfred Morris, and I'm in a win-and-in situation. So uh, uh, my flex player, I've got a choice between Devontae Booker, Mohamed Sanu, Adrian Peterson, or Jay Ajayi. Interesting choices, as usual. Most of our callers do, Heath. I'm going to lean in a standard league. I think I'm going to take Mohamed Sanu. I think that's the easy way to go. I know that Adrian Peterson has a good matchup, but I don't know how healthy he is. I don't know how much work he's going to get. I just feel like Sanu, who's kind of been on a touchdown streak, is the safest one of these three, not necessarily the one with the highest ceiling, and that's not even considering Devontae Booker. That's the guy that I'm going to go with, and it's just I, it is. I love this matchup against the Dolphins. I love the fact that even though he didn't get very many touches last week, Devontae Booker is still leading the Broncos running backs in touches over the past two weeks, and I think this will be a game where they get to run the ball just a little bit more. We've seen running backs against this Dolphins team the last five weeks. There's only been one. D- Doug Martin that wasn't good against them. Last week, the Patriots had 175 yards. Three weeks ago, the Panthers had 201 against this defense. They cannot stop the run right now. I I hear you on that. I'm just a little bit worried that the Broncos are going to let us down. I've been touting Devontae Booker for weeks. He hasn't come through for me. Heath, when we come back, let's run through some start and sit wide receivers, shall we? Sounds good. This is Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. We'll talk to you in a few. Keep it here for more Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And now back to Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Week 13 kicks off again Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern time. Wide receivers, a hot topic tonight on Ion Fantasy Football. Dave Richard, Heath Cummings with you here until midnight on CBS Sports Radio. Heath, let's do a little start and sit at wide receiver. Tell me a guy you like and a guy you don't. You mentioned him just a little bit earlier, but we haven't talked about him a lot tonight, and it's Cooper Cup. In his last five games, at least seven targets in four of them, three straight games with six catches, and this all started week seven against the Arizona Cardinals when he got ten targets, caught Mm. four of them for 51 yards and a touchdown. You said it earlier, Patrick Peterson is going to be mostly, we believe, on Sammy Watkins. Cup should be able to run free, and anybody that's gone against an Arizona corner that's not Patrick Peterson has had a lot of success against this defense this year. And I think that makes Sammy Watkins an obvious sit. We like Cup better than Watkins Absolutely. in fantasy leagues. I hope Watkins wasn't your sit. He, he wasn't my sit. It's more obvious than that. We're going to sit T.Y. Hilton. Ah. Listen, I, I hate what's happened to his value this year, but it's just been completely boom or bust. And you cannot play that on the road against this Jacksonville Jaguars defense. Let me tell you what his last five games have been like for fantasy football. Two. One, 29, 2, and 1. That's the fantasy points in a standard scoring league. 
clearly the biggest boomer bust type of wide receiver yeah. that's out there. And against Jacksonville, you can't help but think that he is going to go bust. All right, so those are some pretty good starts and sits. Two sits, one start. We'll get to more as we get through your calls here. 855-212-4227. Let's light up those phone lines. Let's make sure everybody is taken care of here heading into the action. We've got Jason joining us on CBS Sports Radio. Jason, what's happening? Hey, guys, I'm going to change it up with a DST question. Um, you guys have different rankings. I'm in a, high, a league with high scoring on DST. Um, points allowed doesn't matter. I think, Heath, you have the Titans at 7th, and Dave, you have them at 20th. I'm wondering which one would you go with if you're looking for touchdowns, sacks, fumbles, or would you go with the Raiders at the Giants? Here's what I will say about the Titans, and I don't know what your problem with Tennessee is, Dave, or why you dislike Nashville and don't want to – I love Titans. Nashville. It's okay. Fun town. It's okay. The Titans, over their last five games, at least nine fantasy points, and that's in a standard league. This doesn't sound like a standard league, but at least nine fantasy points in four of those five games. They've got a home game against one of the more generous quarterbacks in the NFL, Tom Savage, who's been so generous throwing the ball to the other team that his coach is actually considering benching him for TJ Yates. Yikes. Yeah. He, this is a top 10 defense, Dave. I see your Tom Savage and TJ Yates, and I raise you Geno Smith and Davis Webb. But the Webb. difference is the Raiders have not been good. They've, been, they've had one good game. I don't know if the Titans' defense is as good as you're making them out to be. They've had a decent amount of sacks. They're an okay play, but I think there's a higher upside with the Raiders. I think there's a chance that they can really uh, have a big-time defensive breakout game. I don't like trusting bad defenses when then it comes to my DST. Then why are you talking about the Raiders? Because I don't like going <laughs> up against offenses that have DeAndre Hopkins, Lamar Miller. That's a good offense. I don't know if I want to go up against that. I will take the Raiders. Let's keep it going on the phones. Caleb is calling us from Pennsylvania. Ringy, ringy. Caleb's on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys. I've got a question for you at tight end, and uh, it is a little bit – hinges a little on the situation I'm in. I'm uh, in a 12-team league. Six teams make the playoffs. Currently, there's me and two other teams fighting for the sixth spot. Uh, we're all 6-6, six and six, and we're right about within 10 total points uh, of each other on the season, the tiebreakers total points. So um, in my situation, I don't have a very good um, tight end slate. Um, do I go with maybe the, a safer option, which in my case would be Croft or Austin Zafarian Jenkins, or do I take maybe a higher upside flyer on Ricky Seals-Jones? So, I mean, in, in this case, I need a, a win, and also I need, I need points, you know, to be able to get that final spot. We have not talked about Ricky Seals-Jones, and three weeks ago he wasn't even on our radar, but the Cardinals kind of brought him up into the offense with Blaine Gabbert. He's a converted wide receiver from Texas A&M, five-star recruit for the Aggies, and he seems to be making a heck of an impact. I think his playing time is going to go up. I could make the case to go with Seals-Jones, given the matchup against the Rams, but I think Austin Safarian Jenkins is just a little bit safer. Croft is the guy off the off the map for me. I'm not going to start. Yeah, that's not safe. You, you mentioned Tyler Croft as a safe option. That's not safe and, at all. And none of these guys are necessarily safe. We have seen great things from Ricky Seals-Jones, but we've also seen some good things from Safarian Jenkins, and I buy into Josh McCown, and I think he's going to lean on Safarian Jenkins, especially in the red zone. So that would be my pick. Yep, I'm going with ASJ as well. ASJ over RSJ. All right, let's keep it going on the phones. Let's head out to Palm Springs. Jeff is joining us on Eye on Fantasy Football. Jeff. Hey, guys, how you doing? What's up, Jeff? Hey, all right, so I'm in a 12-team non-PPR. I'm in fourth place. Four teams make the playoffs. 
I'm going heavy on Chargers because I got Rivers, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, and the Chargers D. But I've also my flex position is my big question. I have is Isaiah Crowell I could use, or Jordy Nelson, which I don't want to use. Ted Ginn Jr., which maybe Kenny Stills or Austin Eckler from the Chargers. I mean, part of me would say, yeah, you might as well go with all Chargers and, and put Eckler in there too, and just hope that that LA lands 40 points against them. But I like Ted Ginn, and I'll tell you why. He has 17 targets in his last two games, 13 catches on those targets. He had a nice game against Carolina earlier this season. It was in Carolina, two catches, 44 yards, and a touchdown. He only had three targets in that game. And I think we are going to see Drew Brees spread the ball around. Ginn's been playing a little bit more in the slot. I think he's got the most upside of any of these three players that you have. That would be my pick for the flex for Jeff. I completely agree that Ginn has the most upside. I think it, it comes down to two. You can get rid, forget about all the other guys. It's Ginn or Isaiah Crowell. I do feel like Crowell's floor is just a little bit higher than Ginn's is, but I would prefer to start Ginn. Let's go to Spencer, who is joining us from Atlanta. Spencer, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys. I've got a 14-team uh, PPR I need a flex. It's between Jordy Nelson, Martavius Bryant, uh, also thinking about Theo Riddick. And please tell me what you think about Cadet as a, um, as a stash for the rest of the season. Thanks. I think Cadet's a very interesting stash. This is now the backup running back in Buffalo. We've seen him deliver at least eight fantasy points in PPR each of the last two weeks. I think Travis Cadet's an interesting guy to put on your bench, but I, I wouldn't drop Martavis or Jordy to get him. Theo Riddick, I would cut in a heartbeat uh, and put Cadet on my team ahead of him. No. I, I have a funny feeling about Jordy this week. I don't know if it's enough to call him anything more than a low-end number three wide receiver, but I just think this matchup against Tampa Bay is going to be good for all the Packers. And it wouldn't surprise me if Jordy Nelson found the end zone. It's been a while. He's due, Heath. As banged up as Amir Abdullah is, and with the increased workload they've given Theo Riddick in the running game recently, he's actually getting a larger percentage of rushes than he had at any point this year. If you told me for sure that Antonio Brown was playing, Theo Riddick is the guy from this group that I would start. Over Jordy. For sure, over, over Jordy. Martavis. I, I don't want any part of Jordy. Jordy cannot get open unless Aaron Rodgers throws him open. I can't. I feel. Do you know? Do you have a recollection of the last time Theo Riddick was good for PPR fantasy? Uh, week ten, just okay. just just two to three weeks ago, he had eleven PP, No, fourteen PPR fantasy points. What was the stat line? If you four four mind? carries for thirty five yards. That's rare for him to have that good of a run. That's almost nine yards per carry. That that's like a career high. Three catches for twelve yards and a touchdown. So he scored a touchdown. Yes. I think it comes down to that. Whether or not he can score a touchdown, this is a good Baltimore Ravens. He had defense. eleven fantasy points in PPR the week before that. I'm nervous to say Theo Riddick. I think Martavis is the obvious answer if Antonio Brown is out. But if Antonio yep. Brown is not out, I think Jordy Nelson is the pick ahead of Theo Riddick. At least Jordy was going to get you three or four catches, 40 or 50 yards. And like I said, I think he's due for a touchdown. Either way, you're taking a big risk with your fantasy football team. And now back to Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Sign up to be an O Rewards member today and start earning instantly. O Rewards members earn $5 back for every 150 points you earn. It's fast, easy, and free only at O'Reilly Auto Parts. See store for details. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Dave Richard, Heath Cummings, 
fantasy football writers for CBS Sports. It's a real job. It's a real title. And we actually help people win their leagues. When people win their leagues, they're happy. Heath, we're making people happy. And we're going to finish the show doing exactly that by taking your phone calls at 855-212-4227. We're going to get started right now. Matt from Cali, you're on Eye on Fantasy Football. Hey, guys. Appreciate your time. Uh, you guys make the commute to work a little bit easier each day, so I appreciate that. Thank and then you, uh, before I get to my question, <clears throat> just want to let you guys know that there's going to be in Chicago on the 13th of January, Yippee Kaye, a diehard Christmas musical. So you can I just saw it. I just saw an ad for that. That's <laughs> unbelievable that you bring that up, Matt. That is incredible. Uh, maybe we should all go. Kind of a company trip to Chicago, Heath. What do you say? I'm in, Dave. You're, you're buying, right? Uh, absolutely. Fantastic. Uh, I will start the car and we'll drive there. <laughs> maybe if we go now, we'll be there by then. All right, Matt, what's happening with your fantasy league? Oh, that's it. That's all he wanted to say was that he wanted to tell us about the Die Hard musical, and that's it. Best call of the night. You know, we do do a podcast. It is daily. You can download it wherever I, wherever podcasts are downloaded. iTunes is certainly a place. Stitcher is another one. Give us a listen. We'll help you win your league. Ian from Cali, you're on Eye on Fantasy Football. Hi, guys. How are you? This Good, evening. man. How are you? Good. I just had a question. Uh, actually... Kind of a two-part question, and then one that I thought of since I got on the phone, and that was, what do you think is the best, the better combo for this week as far as the, the dual threat running backs, meaning uh, between Ingram and uh, Kamara and Moreland and Cohen and Howard in Chicago, considering their matchup? You would think, I would think that it would be Cohen and Howard against the 49ers, but the way Ingram and Kamara have been running the ball, that's makes it an interesting question. And then the other part of my question, the other question I had was, let's say if Antonio Brown is ruled out for Monday night, who do you put in in case you're holding out hope that you're keeping your fingers crossed he actually plays? So you're looking for an insurance policy in case Antonio Brown is out. I think you start with Martavis Bryant, who we've talked a lot about tonight. Obviously, great upside. Still has some upside even if Antonio Brown plays. But he's the one who's going to be out there in about half of CBS Sports Leagues. If you can't get your hands on him or Juju Smith-Schuster and Antonio Brown's out, I think you're left with Brandon LaFell, and I, I feel the, bad the for you. The other thing you could do, with. and it's not a good situation, but you, you want to try to keep, Mar- if you have a flex in your league, that's where Antonio Brown should be. Because that would open up the possibilities for a little bit more. Maybe you get desperate enough to slide a guy like Gio Bernard in there. It's possible. And I wouldn't dare start the Bears running backs out of the Saints running backs the way no, that the no, Saints no, running no. backs have been going. It is a tough matchup, but they're going to get a lot of work. They've proven to be a little bit more of a run team this year than they've been in the past. 855-212-4227 is the number. Wouldn't be a Saturday night without talking to Goose in Chicago. What's happening, Goose? Hey, what's going on, Dave? What's going I on? had a feeling we'd hear from you, and I'm glad that we did. Uh, I'm <laughs> sure you are fighting for a playoff spot in your league. Yes, sir. Last doubleheader, man. We got uh, just getting through the gauntlet. I'm four and zero these last two weeks, and uh, try to trying to lock up a playoff spot. So I've got. Um, I need to sit one of these four. Um, I've got uh, Michael Thomas, Funches, uh, Tyreek Hill, and Duke Johnson. I've already had Crowder play for me, which we know wasn't the best. You know what we were uh. expecting. So he he let us all down. This, yeah, this is a PPR, by the way. And then uh, really, really quick, too, uh, what do you think about Seal Jones over uh, ASJ? Uh, thanks a lot, guys. You guys are, are, are great to listen to all week long, man. 
appreciate it, Goose. Thank you. I'm going to go with Safarian Jenkins yep, over Ricky Seals-Jones. And this is a tricky call here because it's a PPR league. Thomas is in. You can't sit him. Funches is in. I think Funches should be in, too. So Tyreek Hill, who's really been letting you down. He has some good games on the road. I think he's got a tough matchup against the Jets, and I don't know if I trust his quarterback anymore. You, those things can be true, and I'm still not starting Duke Johnson over him. I see. So You're just not buying into Duke Johnson. I, I like Duke Johnson fine as a low-end number two running back. The one thing I'll say about Duke Johnson is I think he benefits from Josh Gordon and Corey Coleman coming back because those two guys, they're going to force the defense to at least respect the pass. And that means they can't stack the box against the run. Now, you might think that that's going to help Isaiah Crowell, and it might early on in the game. But once the Chargers have put their points up on the board and the Browns are playing from behind, you're going to see a lot of check down passes to Duke Johnson. I know what Tyreek Hill's upside is. I hate what his situation is. I'm going to go with Duke Johnson ahead of Tyreek Hill. I'm going with Tyreek. That's going to be one that we're going to have to check out later on on Sunday to see who was right and who was wrong. Let's keep it going on the phones. Paul is calling us from Louisiana. Paul, you are on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys, I just want to tell you, y'all are great. I listen to y'all podcast all week. Beautiful. Thank you, Paul. Um, I have three questions, if y'all can please answer it. I have um, pick three. It's a PPR uh, QB, Stafford, Keenum, or Taylor. Uh, PPR running backs, I need two. Jamal Williams, Hunt, McCaffrey, or Booker, and a kicker. You know, you don't like kickers. Josh Lambeau or Kai Forbath? I'm going to go with Forbath at kicker. Yep. I'm going to go with Keenum. I know we're going to differ on this one, Heath. Keenum yep. is my pick at quarterback. I just love what I've seen from him over the last four weeks. And then if you're only starting one running back from I, Jamal I Williams. I think he said two. Jamal Williams, Kareem Hunt. I'm glad it's two because he's got some good ones. Christian McCaffrey and Devontae Booker. I love McCaffrey has to be in there. He catches a lot of passes. Hopefully he plays. I know he's on the injury report. I think he's expected to. That's something we'll have to check out on Fantasy Football today, Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, here on CBS Sports Radio. But Jamal Williams for the Packers, Heath. Yeah. I know Aaron Jones is coming back. It doesn't bother me that much. I think Jamal Williams is still going to be the best running back for Green Bay. It does bother me a little bit because the thing that made Jamal Williams valuable was that huge volume. He has not been good on a per-touch basis, so he needs that big volume to be an effective player. If Aaron Jones is indeed active, then I'm going with Christian McCaffrey and Kareem Hunt. But I would go with Williams over Hunt if Aaron Jones is not a factor. I agree with Dave with what he said about Forbath. I'm going to take Tyrod Taylor over Case Keenum. I know that this Atlanta secondary is beat up. I like the fact that Taylor will be chasing the score. I expect Minnesota is going to run the ball more than they throw it. And just to be clear, I think Kareem Hunt is an okay start this week, but we've seen quite a sample size from him over the last several weeks, that he just hasn't been productive. And I think this is a tough matchup, and he's running behind a depleted offensive line. Let's keep it going on the phones with Dean. Dean is calling us from Connecticut, and he's now on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? Listen to you every day on the MP3 at work. Take I hope you don't get in trouble for listening to us while you're at work. No, it's cool. It's cool. All right. Tell the boss that it's cool. Just think, If he ever gives you trouble, just send them our way. We'll, we'll send them straight. Yeah, they know. They all know I'm a half. Uh, gotcha. All right, 855-212-4227 is the number. Let's keep it going on the phones with Josh from Dallas. Josh, you are on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys. I need uh, two flex spots in my PPR. My choices are Tate, Funches, 
Juju and Marshawn Lynch. And also, uh, defense is stash for next week. You like Buffalo at home to Indianapolis or Arizona home to Tennessee? Thanks. I think I'm, I, but this Buffalo defense has been so strange because they were very good to start the year and they've done everything they can in management's power to make <laughs> them not good, but then they just keep producing. And I do, do not trust a defense going up against Tennessee's offense next week, so I'm gonna, I'd rather stash Buffalo. I would too. I know we had Tate, Funches, Juju, and Marshawn. I don't Those remember are the four. how many we needed. We need two of them for his flex in the PPR league. I'm going with Funches and Marshawn. I agree with you. I'm a little worried about Golden Tate given the matchup, and I really did not like what I saw last week. Four catches, seven yards. He basically had just like behind the line of scrimmage targets. Not what I expected. And I think Lynch has high upside, believe it or not. Let's move on to Pat from Ohio. Pat, you are on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, fellas? What's up, what Pat? Up, fellas? Pat. I got me undies in a bunch. <laughs> I only have one more move I can make. And we play team quarterbacks. We do the most points every week. I have a Colts quarterback and a Dolphins quarterback, and I'm debating on dropping one of them to pick up the Jets quarterback. Should I do that or should I hold on to my move? Happy holidays. Happy trails. Thank you. Have a lovely evening. That's, Thank you, Pat. Like this, That does make it interesting, and that's one of the things I like about those leagues. It's one of the only things I like about the leagues. About with, the team quarterbacks? Not team quarterbacks, but he has a number of transactions he can make for the entire season. He's used all but one of them. Is it worth using that last transaction to dump Jay Cutler for Josh McCown? Is it dump Jay Cutler or is it dump Jacoby Brissett? That, that's a good question as well because Jay Cutler and Jacoby Brissett have been two of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. I think you have to do it by getting rid of the Colts and moving on to the Jets. Not only is it bad because of Jacoby Brissett and Jacoby Brissett has just been not good, but the schedule moving forward for the Colts is terrible. That's true. And I think you will feel better about having Josh McCown as your quarterback. That is a sentence that I never thought I would say in the 2017 season. So make the move, Pat. I just think it's best for your team. Luke from Northern Virginia, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys. How are we doing? We are doing good, Luke. All right. So I have two running backs that I need to put in. I have Jamal Williams, Jordan Howard, Kenyon Drake and Kareem Hunt. What do you think? What do you think? Ooh, Heath? We're gonna we're gonna take Drake out of the equation. As much as I like him this week, he would be my fourth favorite. So I think it comes to that. And three. do you agree that Jordan Howard should be in the equation? I'm a little bit worried about Jordan Howard because of how they have used him in the passing game. And I just my concern is not that San Francisco's defense is necessarily going to stop him. My concern is if Jimmy Garoppolo is good. This Bears team might be playing from behind. When they've played from behind as of late, it's been more Tariq Cohen. It's been Tariq Cohen and, and a little bit of Benny Cunningham when healthy. I think it's easy if Aaron Jones is back, you go with Howard and Hunt. I, I, I think if Aaron Jones is back, it doesn't even matter. I am nervous about Kareem Hunt. I like Jordan Howard, and I like Jamal Williams. That would be my pick. J.D., you're in Illinois. What's happening? JD. A QB decision here. Uh, it's not quite uh, Vicar Ryan, but uh, it does involve Matt Ryan. Okay. Uh, Matt Ryan or Tyrod Taylor? What do you guys think? I don't love either guy. Heath's going to have a different lean on this one, but I think Matt Ryan, tough matchup for him, but at least he's at home. And Julio, we just saw his best game of the year. I think Julio can keep it going. I like Matt Ryan better. Yeah, I'm going to go with Tyrod. I, I'm scared to death of this game. 
really for a lot of the guys involved, I, I feel like this could turn into kind of an ugly, low-scoring affair. Clint from Louisiana, take us home here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, I need to start two running backs. I need uh, I'm going to start Lamar Miller, but I need uh, Crowell, Woodhead, Tevin Coleman, or C.J. Anderson. And then is Jordy Nelson worth the flex? And last question, would you start the Lions or Oakland Raiders defense? Clint, is it a PPR league or a standard league? Okay, hopefully it's – let's assume that it's a PPR league because he's got Woodhead on his team. If I'm picking two running backs, Tevin Coleman's going to be my first, and I'm going to go with Isaiah Crowell. And it actually doesn't even matter if it's standard You're or You're going PPR. with Coleman over Crowell. I'm going with Coleman and Crowell. You can start two there. And then Jordy is a flex. If it's a PPR league, maybe you'll be more inclined to go with Danny Woodhead, but I do feel like Jordy Nelson has some potential. Heath, great time with you here. Two hours in the books. But if you didn't get your question answered, you can always find us on Twitter, at Dave Richard, at Heath Cummings SR. We're there to answer your questions, and we will be back 11 a.m. Sunday morning here on CBS Sports Radio for Fantasy Football Today. We'll have the latest on Antonio Brown, the latest on everybody else that you've got an injury question on. We will help you win your league. This has been Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Good night.